And now, I'd like to show my love by making for you a Quebec pizza. What's that? Pop tart with the ketchup. She's good. Daniel Parmac, San Antonio, Texas. Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going. We don't need roads. Ba-la-la-la. It's showtime. This is Old School at the Movies, episode 158 for April 1st, 2018. Old School at the Movies is brought to you by the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Check out some great shows like Wrestling Cheers, All Beer Inside, and Tim and Tom. Welcome back to Old School Movies. Old School at the Movies, your one-stop shop here for all the movie-related news. I'm your host, Mr. Old School. Before I get to the panel this week, let's get into the contact information. Oldschoolmovies.net is the site where you can listen, download, and subscribe to the podcast. If you want to get in touch with us directly, don't be shy. Oldschoolmovies2 at gmail.com. You can tweet us at oldmovies.net. That's oldmovies, D-O-T net, hashtag O-S-A-T-M. And without further ado, let's get into our panel this week. Our Iron Man, Mr. Heavy Set. If there's a need for a rescue mission, when the world is threatened, when the world needs help, it calls on America. So I know who's asked to kick. Perfectly balanced, as all things should be. I hope they remember you. That's, I, I mean, that's the only thing we're going to hear for the next month. Kill a carbidium. Dread it. Dude, where's my car? Yeah, go for it now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Get it out. Dread get it. it out now. Just get it well, out no, now. No, that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Go ahead. We're going to hear it for a month. You mean like two episodes? Exactly. So so go ahead. Uh, Get it out. Dread it. Run from it. Destiny Solar Rise. And do you want to mention the bonus episode we're going to do? Yes, we are doing a bonus episode. Carpe diem. Here we go. Dude, where's my car? Where's your car, dude? I'm here. I'm, uh, I was, I was <laughs> What <waiting>. a lackluster <laughs> intro, man. <laughs> well, I was trying to find a movie quote, and I was going to quote Deadpool 2 Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2 is, um, is like a dead boat? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. Uh, and and then uh, I didn't want to say anything for heavy's sake. So I may or may not put that at the end of the show. Dead boat 2 in theaters coming soon. All right, let's Sequel get it. Sequel to Ghost Ship. What's that? Sequel to Ghost Ship. Yeah, exactly. You're, get- you're, you're really bad at teasing because when I say, hey, we're going to do a bonus episode, you're like, yeah, we're doing a bonus episode. And Carp. <laughs> no, I did it to... I did, to, I did to piss you off. That's why. No, we are doing. I did not. I did not. Did not hear it. It's not true. It's bullshit. We're going to be doing an Avengers episode previewing. It's a recap of the old ones, preview of the new ones, a combo of the, bo- of the both. <laughs> Is that English? I don't know. What, what, what did I say when I pitched it to you? Well, I, I mean, it's, it's, only a com- it's only a combo in the States. It's a trio in Canada. That's true. We learned that the hard way. <laughs> and I ended up getting three types of bacon on my and sandwich. Ended up. You ended up. I ended three. up. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. I ended up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what did I tell you when I pitched you the idea? Heavy said, you know what? Let's go into the meeting. You know, let's let get the <laughs> listener as if they were there during that group meet chat. And why don't you let us know? Because, I mean, it's your amazing idea. I think it's, it, it's only fair that you let the audience know what's going on. Well, I was looking into our schedule, and we're going to have an episode 
obviously two weeks from now, mm-hmm. which is like a little early. And then the next episode wouldn't come out until after Infinity War. And it would be literally the, I think it would be the is it a weekend after. And I was like, well, we want to preview it. Yeah. We can't preview because we way we record and everything. We can't preview it that quick. So we don't, even if we did put it out really quick, it was like, eh, that, it wouldn't come out to like Thursday or Friday, if that. So we're going to actually have, get this, we're going to have three episodes in a row. Oh my God. Becky. Like weekly, like, like, like it's a weekly podcast. I know old school isn't used to that anymore. <laughs> he doesn't do any weekly uh, podcast since he, uh, since he started not shutting the fuck up. So, um, yeah. basically, next episode, normal episode, and then after that, uh, in between, where we normally take a week off, we're going to do a our top five MCU movies. And when, then we'll, like, talk a little bit about, like, previewing or, like, what we think is going to happen in Infinity War and all that kind of stuff. I kind of want to do an episode that Sunday night about Infinity War. Like, a spoiler cast where we can... When this show wasn't around for a while, that's what I kind of wanted to do was on Sunday nights after a movie has come out. Like, you just get on here and talk about it. I mean, it would be completely spoiler full. It'd be like if you're you're listening, like, understand right now, there will be spoilers. So, like, so we can geek out about it. So, like, no, 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 we can't talk about it. We can't talk about it. We can't talk about it. So is this kind of a for the big budget movies, like the ones people are super hyped up, we make. An exception, you know, an exceptional episode that it will be exceptional. But I mean, this like the release date uh, make something unique and release it specifically on that weekend. Yeah, I, I figured like the weekend after like I would because like, you know, me with podcasts, a lot of times I do a quick turnaround. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't mind recording on a Sunday and then have it recorded first thing Monday, if not Tuesday. Well, I mean, uh, it's an interesting format. Would you be willing to edit said episode? I understand. I'm not going to go over it with a fine-tooth comb. That's true. I might have to uh, relinquish my uh, OCD uh, tendencies in order for that to happen, but maybe old that school, might be a good thing. Old school TTN, where heavy does the work. <laughs> <laughs> Literally all of it, because he'll be editing as well. Only, only because Mr. OCD like takes day, months to go over like one episode. Um, well, I wouldn't say months, except well, yeah. Fuck you, Carp. Um, shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, not, you know, not a couple, which is two months, but you know, like five, almost six months. Yeah, but you yes. didn't record. I mean, the the burden was on you at that point because you didn't step up and record. Uh, you mean I didn't step up and ed- edit? Exactly. But I had asked you multiple times before I, that. I see. It was so hey, long ago, Carp. I, I mean, I mean, this, you're this was rehashing the past. We need prior, to get past it. This is also prior to our, our awesome prior to romance. romance that yeah. Exists. yeah, exactly. So, so maybe that's why. We're fine now. We're good. Yeah. yeah, we're good. All right, let's get into the news for this week. I'm Bruce Nolan for Eyewitness News. Back to you, fuckers. Deadpool box office tracking below original movie. Deadpool 2 is poised to be one of this summer's biggest blockbuster hits, though its current projections are a bit below the original film. Ryan Reynolds finally realized his dream project in 2016, bringing the Merc with a mouth to the big screen in all of his R-rated glory. At one point, a faithful Deadpool adaptation may have seemed like a risk, but the results provided the gamble was worth it, and not only... Did the first movie receive positive reviews, uh, especially from our panel? But uh, it was a commercial juggernaut, becoming the highest grossing R-rated film of all time. Obviously, Fox was quick to forge ahead in developing a franchise around Wade Wilson, and the sequel is right around the corner. While Deadpool 2's predecessor took advantage of limited competition 
in February. This year's installment secured prime summer movie season real estate with a May premiere date. Studio's confidence to deliver the goods, it looks like it definitely will, but they're saying it's going to, I'll see the numbers here. It's track and earn 100, 100 million in three days. By comparison, the first film grossed a record breaking 132. Based on estimates, Deadpool 2 could end its domestic run with 242. I mean, how do they even gauge this? It's not even out yet. Like, is it maybe pre ticket sales or the bonus? I say, like, how, how do you think they gauge this? It's probably pre pre sale tickets, not pre ticket sales. Uh, right. <laughs> but, uh, but no, because I, I would figure, that, I mean, that would be a big thing. But the, the original, again, like I've said before, came out in February. Nothing much was going on in yeah. February, especially this Valentine's Day weekend. So maybe they, they were, people were making sure they had tickets for a showtime so they could plan, you know, like a Valentine's Day thing around it. They're running into a bigger thing right now. There's this little movie uh, coming out, and it's called uh, some independent movie. It's called like Infinity something. Yeah, yeah and I, heard, I heard of it. It's, which actually that we were talking about articles. That was one that I, I shared in the group after tickets went on sale. But, you know, people are going out right now and buying tickets like myself. I did buy IMAX 3D tickets. Motherfuckers are 20 bucks a piece. Yeah. But I, it's, it's definitely going to be worth it. So people aren't looking at, you know, Deadpool and everything just yet. Uh, or it's yeah. like, well, we'll buy tickets day of. I agree. And I think the, the May release, in my opinion, is going to actually help it. Because people are going to get psyched for fucking Avengers. And they're going to want to see something else. Like when you're in that mood, you're going to want to go see something else. I don't see this being a hindrance. I think, but I do agree. I think the pre tick, the pre sale tickets are um, being affected, but I don't think it's going to hurt the bottom line. I think you're going to get a lot of walk ups. Carp, do you agree? Yeah, I think the studios might be blowing the uh, pre sale out of proportion. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, oh, it's like a tenth of what it should be. Oh no, everybody worry. Ah, ah. They're they're worrying for no reason. So it's still going to do super well. It's probably going to make you know half a billion worldwide again so i yeah. wouldn't be too worried about it yeah i agree i think it's going to do really well uh but we'll find out in a couple of weeks if the predictions are correct i don't agree i usually and usually the sequels do better uh in most cases especially the big budget blockbusters all right uh next news story john cena wants to do duke nukem justice john cena gave some details about his planned duke nukem film adaptation in a recent interview with screen rant born out of a different time in the early 90s the duke nukem franchise spawned nine video games in a comic book series over a 20-year period for nearly 20 years however one thing that the franchise has not been able to accomplish was have a film well hold on the second thing they couldn't accomplish was releasing the fucking video game the newest one took them like 10 years and three different studios and it was a giant piece of shit just adding that that wasn't in the article um, one thing that the franchise has not been able to do is to have a film pushed past the early stages of development. Producers uh, have developed the IP over the years, but unlike the other popular 90s games, including Resident Evil and Tomb Raider, or even recent games like Assassin's Creed, nobody's been able to crack Duke Nukem, but there's still hope. Earlier this year, a rumor surfaced about another attempt to bring Duke Nukem to the big screen, and that WWE superstar John Cena had entered into negotiations to star as the titular badass. While talking with Screen Round about his film, Blockers, Cena talked about the potential involvement with the long gestating video game adaptation. Oh, I mean, it's an interesting mix. Uh, like, you just have to bleach his hair, give him some sunglasses, and he pretty much can pull off the role. He's got the physicality for it. He's a good actor. And the only thing is, it's kind of like what Tomb Raider's facing now. It's an aged property. 
Um, if this was released maybe in the late 90s, you would have had better buzz. It would have been cheesy, obviously, but I just don't see this working. I don't think anybody remembers it or cares about Duke Nukem. So I, I think it's a bad idea uh, to come out with it. Do you agree, Cart? Yeah, I, I mean, most video game adaptations aren't that great anyways. Unless they go balls to the wall, over the top, ridiculousness. That's the only way it may be successful. But I can't I can't see it happening. Like Max Payne was another first person shooter. It was relevant at the time. Absolute dog turd. So we'll see. Yeah, I just I don't see it working. Heavy. You gonna prove me wrong here? You gonna disagree with me? When it comes to this, I wanna be a wait and see kind of person. But when in my head, even just in the game realm, I've always considered Duke Nukem and Doom like the same thing. I know they're not. So it's kind of funny because someone, another wrestler, started a Doom movie. And we knew how great that was. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's an aged property. It just, why do Tomb Raider when you could have done Drake? It's the same idea. Yeah, so uh, John Cena, good luck with that, but I don't think it's going anywhere. Um, Okay, Ready Player One is poised for Spielberg's biggest opening in 10 years. The latest film from legendary director Steven Spielberg is projected to score the helmsman's largest box office opening in a decade. There was a point in time during the early part of his career when Spielberg was a perennial threat to break commercial records. The movies he built his reputation on, including Jaws, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and E.T. were monumental successes. E.T. even outgrossed the original Star Wars, indicating just how big of a draw Spielberg was. In recent years, however, that has changed. With Spielberg focusing his energies more on Oscar-contending historical dramas, he's posed a far more modest number at the box office. The Post, for instance, garnering an $81.6 million in the U.S. Spielberg is set to have a return to form this weekend. According to THR, it's supposed to gross between 45 and $50 million in its opening frame. Here's the thing, though. How is that good? Like, 45 to $50 million, yeah, it's going to be its biggest opening in a decade. I look at this film, like, this budget's big. It's got to be 150. So the question is, does it have a worldwide draw potential? Heavy, do you think so? Nah, I don't know. That's all I really got to say because I really don't know about this movie. I'm, I'm kind of. But just like as a, yeah, I know, I know you're not a huge gamer, but uh, yeah. the, the kind of, just kind of like the fancy graphics, the Daft Punkish futuristic look. There's no appeal to you at all. Like just um, maybe even based on like the audiovisuals. This is one of those movies that even when I seen the trailer for it, I was like, eh, I kind of want to see it, but I I'm not rushed for it. Yeah, so you, you know, you know, you'd be like a cheapy Tuesday or uh, even like a Netflix. For, for me, it would be a, a dollar theater probably. Or okay. granted, I mean, granted, with with Movie Pass, it's kind of if I want to go out and see a movie, you know, I pay for it. Technically, is all cheap. Like the more I see in movies, I see in a month, the cheaper that the ticket technically is for me. So. I do know that we're supposed to go out to the movies this weekend, and um, we haven't decided what. So, thing I, I do like about some, sometimes this has just been me. Movie, there's been a couple movies that I've gone into not really knowing much about, or maybe not being thrilled as much about. Right. And those are some of the like more memorable movies that I really, really like. For me, it will, I remember going into seeing the movie The Box. And I didn't know that much about it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Thought the movie was amazing. Okay. So for you, like, would you have been more interested had you not seen trailers for it? Or, like, did the trailers turn you off? Uh, more of an undecided because I knew of I knew of the, the book because I remember hearing about it through various means. I don't remember which. So when I first seen the trailer, even just heard about the movie, I went, oh, okay. So they made a movie out of this book. Okay. It's supposed to be a big deal. But how many times have they made movies out of books that you've heard about and they, they turn out shit? Yeah. 
Even but, though Gone yeah. Girl is an amazing book, amazing book, and amazing movie. We'll leave that there. Uh, Carp, <laughs> I mean, yeah, forty-five, fifty million is good. I would expect something around a hundred if it wants to break the bank um, worldwide. How do you see this doing? Do you see it making its money back, or if it releases worldwide? the same time in north america yeah. it's going to make its money because uh it's it's you know something that especially china is going to go for with this type of movie with with the graphics and chiners and the, love the graphics and the nostalgia factor i mean they're trying to play off because you know stranger things is super popular yeah. everything NES sucks is, are selling yeah, all, yeah. all this stuff is nostalgia bomb but i i listen to a podcast that has the same type of you know the people on the podcast have the same type of humor you we we have right Right. And they just shit all over the book. And they're like, yeah, it's just it's a cash grab for for 80s kids who are like, I need more of the 80s. Like even in the trailer, it's like, oh, I'm going to be the Iron Giant. I'm going to be Chucky. I'm going to be this guy. I'm like, this looks terrible. And I mean, is it going to make its money? Yes. In the end, I think it will make its money back. Is it going to get money from me? No. Yeah, I'm kind of like that same way. It's, especially now that you're telling me cash grab and, you know, like inauthentic and no, uh, they, they lost my money. Okay, <laughs> that's it. Uh, sound off to us, though. Uh, oldschoolmovies.net, oldschoolmovies2 at gmail.com, hashtag OSATM. And meanwhile, we have uh, some more comments from Double uh, A, who seems to really enjoy the hashtag. Oh, God. Here we go. Okay, first one. Cool that actual will do the hashtag OSATM now at the beginning of the show. So now I don't have to listen to the Old School Movie Show. LOL. Yeah. Okay, um, adultmovies.net. You're only a Alicia Vikander fan because you have seen her naked in that horrible movie you made me watch. Hashtag OSATM. That was my favorite movie of that year, so I don't really get why you're shitting on it. It's really good. Fun, really, TV or anything else. What are your favorite sequels of all time? I like Terminator 2, Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. Really? Toy Story 2, Lethal Weapon 2, Empire Strikes Back, and don't forget... Gremlins 2, The New Batch. The fuck do you mean, really? Teenage Mutant uh, Ninja 2 is... The second one? Not yeah, the third one's the one that yeah, sucks. Yeah, the third one's shit, but I preferred the first one. The first one is more comic-related. That it, it, it hits me in the feels, that's why. The second one is more cartoon-related. Like That's what it's definitely closest to. And then the third is just garbage. Agreed. I would say Back to the Future 2, I preferred it then because of the futuristic stuff. Although I do find one was the better movie, I still enjoyed two more for the nostalgia when I rewatched it. So I would say Back to the Future 2, Terminator 2 is, yeah, probably one of the best movies of all time. So that's definitely on the list. Dark Knight, fantastic. That's, oh, definitely. That's number two of Nolan's series. So I, I don't count the other Batmans. They don't exist. Um, Clerk. What was that? You're such a Batman elitist, man. That's true. Clerks 2, more than Clerks 1? I, I don't know about that. Because it it's, yes, definitely the acting is better and better budget. And, you know. I, love, I, love, I think it's better banter. Okay. Like, I think the best thing from the first one was 37. Yeah. Like that whole bit, but I feel like Clerks 2 was just like bit after bit, and it's just, it's so quotable. Like, I'll probably yeah. quote way more than I do one. And two is in my top five. Like, I have two sequels in my top five, and we've already mentioned both of them. Carp, any uh, sequels that come to mind? The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. he said that. Yeah. Oh, um, Evil Dead 2. It was amazing. If you don't like Evil Dead 2, then uh, you're a godless piece of trash. <laughs> and uh, The Raid 2. I mean, holy shit. If you've seen The Raid, 
you need to see the raid two and hopefully the raid three next year. I think that is a better. Uh, I mean, the Mad Max Road well, Fury. Well, hold on. He would consider. As, I mean, the sequel is the third one as well, right? Like, uh, well, sequels it, are anything it, after one. Yeah, <laughs> quite, right. quite, quite possibly Infinity War. He's already, he even, hasn't even come out yet. <laughs> in my book, I it's it's got to be really good because. I've watched those trailers way more than I have any other trailer in history. My favorite trailer, I've often had this conversation, like one of my favorite trailers of all time, probably one of the, if not the top, is the two Dark Knight trailers. Not the teaser, but the two regular theatrical trailers that they released. I used to, I watched those like crazy before that movie came out and I, you know, I love the movie. A side note, one of my favorite trailers for a movie that I didn't like, and it's also a sequel, Iron Man 3. That first trailer I think is fucking awesome. I thoroughly, I mean, totally disappointed on uh how that movie panned out but they made they, in that trailer first trailer they made mandarin look like a badass yeah that was a very disappointing movie um aliens the second aliens that was by definition one of the best sequels ever so karate if, kid three why don't you just say the karate kid remake with jaden smith you piece of trash no that that, that never <laughs> happened what about the next karate kid huh Oh, yeah, Hillary Swank. <laughs> yeah, no. Sorry. All right. Uh, there you go, Andy. Thanks for coming back, and uh, hopefully somebody else can also tweet us. Uh, hashtag OSATM. I had a good fucking trailer. I mean, I had a good fucking movie, and then uh, I mentioned the movie. Uh, just, and it just blurt it out randomly throughout the episode. I don't care. No problem. One thing I was going to mention with uh, sequels, that wasn't what I was thinking. Look at the MCU. How many of those sequels? Like, I'm not talking you know, from one movie to the next, but actual like ones that are in the mini franchises. Uh, I think a lot of people would say Thor Ragnarok is the best sequel of the other two Thors. Guardians two is up in the air with a lot of people. No, I, no. I, I think it's better than one, but I think it's, it's, it's like a close margin. It's not like I'm saying it's definitively better. Right. I'm saying like, if I were to grade them, one is a 9.7 and the other one is 9.69. It's close, but there is a definitive what I think is better. All right, last news story, Avengers Infinity War, already the best-selling superhero movie in advance, ticket sales beating Black Panther. Well, that didn't last too long for the reign for Black Panther, but, I mean, it's just going to show that people want to buy their shit in advance, and I think the pre-sales make sense. They're they're a good gauge for demand, so they can open up new theaters. Um, It's a good news headline. When they when they show something like this, they might remind people, oh, yeah, I got to get my ticket. Got to buy it in advance. And just changing that whole culture of, you know, back in the day, you'd go, you'd be seated in your seat. You'd have the usher. That went away, and it was just like you sat where you want. Now movie theater companies see that people don't want to fucking wait in line for two, three hours. They want to just go to their seat, and they'll pay a premium to do it. So why not? You know what I mean? Everybody wins, and you get a better gauge of, What's going to happen in the box office? You can increase theaters and all that stuff. So I think it's great. It's pretty much a no-brainer that this is happening because of the fact that, you, like you said, Heavy, there's a 10-year build. And, uh, I mean, this, this this thing, just everybody knows about it. It's been very well marketed, not only in the major trailers and all that stuff, but just by people giving it free buzz on social media. So if you're any kind of comic book fan, you're going to want to see this movie. Heavy said, any uh, surprise here? That Infinity War has already become the best-selling superhero movie in advance. I'm curious. I'm curious if like any of the servers crashed, or you know what I mean. Like, uh, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, like, like I said, it's it's that ten-year build, and they're it's such a great build. And I mentioned on the last episode, we're in the middle of the uh, Marvel marathon, and we just finished phase. Finally, finished phase one last weekend, and we're going to start phase two 
sometime this weekend. And there's a lot of building blocks that now I, I really recognize. There's obviously the the mini introductions of the Infinity Stones. There's even just like tension. Like the moment we first get Tony Stark and Captain America together, like there's kind of tension. It's really when you look at it bit by bit and then like pull out and realize where we're at now, it's like, oh my God, like this is really good. And that's that's why people are go- going out and buying tickets. Like like I, I had mentioned, I bought a two IMAX 3D tickets. And it's not even just that. I convinced a friend of mine and his wife to also buy two tickets. And we're going to go out and basically do a, a double date that night. Wow. And wow. you know that's already, that's a month away. And I think another thing, because I remember having, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday about this, about how the- theaters are really changing. And we mentioned about how it, it's now, it has to be an experience. And th- they've taken theaters that used to fit maybe 100 people. And you're, you're kind of like packed in there. Now they're like, okay, we're going to add these bigger, comfier, reclining chairs. We're going to have less seats in a row. We're going to have less rows in a theater. So that once a hundred fitting theater, maybe it fits 60 or maybe it fits 50. I don't know the, the exact ratio of everything. So now you just filled like two if it's if it's the fifty, you just filled two times. If you were going to fill up one theater once, yeah, but more yeah. Pe- more people are now going to come because it is that it, it's it is the experience of going sitting in a nice chair. And that's the thing because I remember going to Civil War. I went to Civil War right after work, myself and Amanda, and I, I know I had like a Captain America hoodie on and like I had stuff in my pockets. I it was a regular seat and I felt kind of squished. I don't have that problem anymore with when I go to movies. Yeah, like. You guys seem like we. Ha- you have plenty of room, even for yeah. being a big guy. You have plenty. Oh yeah, no, it's great. It, like I used to hate it when people sat next to me at movie theaters because, like, I, I just have no room. Yeah, not really a claustrophobic thing or an introvert thing. It was just more like I, I, I like having my room. Yeah. Now it's like if someone's next to me, it's like okay, cool, that's fine. I have enough. I have enough room. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Carp, your thoughts on this? Um, not much to say. It's big surprise. No, <laughs> no surprise at all. People were waiting for the first Avengers. This just ties it all together, man. Yeah, no, it's it's so uh, it's the know, movie of the decade. Should agree? be agree. The movie of the decade, the biggest movie of the decade, except for the Sex with the Fish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. besides that, yeah. I feel like this is the biggest movie since The Dark Knight Rises. Not Dark Knight Rises, but excuse me, Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Yeah, just yeah. Since The Dark Knight, it's partially because of my own personal hypeness to it. But we did have to wait three years between those two movies. And ever since Iron Man 2, there's been at least one movie a year. Like we had a, we had a big gap between the, the first two movies and, and Iron Man 2. But after that, it, they keep coming out, coming out, building, building. Yeah. And, you know, 10 fucking years. That's it. Like I said before, it's truly is a masterpiece what they've done. Just to see all these guys in one movie is going to be a massive nerdgasm. Okay, let's get into the movie review of the week. <laughs> Tomb Raider. Carp, myself, and Mixmaster Phil went to go see Tomb Raider on the weekend uh, with a Cineplex movie pass that I had, a gift card. I didn't realize uh, when I go to get my car service, I get points from this uh, dealership. And then there's talking about these points. I'm like, points? And then I looked at my account and I got a free movie card. So there you go. Thank you very much to that company, which I will not plug because they do not sponsor it. Carp, would you like to start with our review of Tomb Raider? Sure. It was me. <laughs> okay. I mean, 
Vikander was was looking real pretty. I don't know. It it felt almost too long. Uh, I know they were going for the the more modern Tomb Raider uh, retelling of the video game that they've done, uh, with her not being as uh, well endowed up top as was Angelina Jolie's Tomb Raider. It didn't feel like it needed to be made, and I feel that the box office reflected that. But Vikander looked great. You know, storyline was straight into the video game, from what I understand. I haven't played a Tomb Raider game since the third, so I wouldn't know. To me, Walton Goggins, as as the antagonist, stole the show, yeah. if anything. So yeah. it's like a 2.25 out of 5 for me. Okay, so for this, I, I knew what I was going to expect. The Rotten Tomatoes review is like a 60-65. And that usually, in my experience, when I see something like that, I'm like, okay, it's going to be all right. It's going to be just a regular kind of box office action movie. I really liked Vikander in the role. The movie was shot, you know, because we were initially talking about that it was it was interesting that they didn't like get this big titted chick, you know what I mean? Uh, so that they made a more naturally looking woman, and uh, she looks great, obviously. But it's interesting that the way it was filmed, it it literally the camera lens was the equivalent of like a fifty year old perverted guy staring at the cleavage of Vikander. The whole like the shots were were very purposely placed so that. You got your money's worth when she was doing certain movements and stuff like that. So that, I mean, as a guy, obviously no real complaints. It was just, it was very noticeable. Um, The backstory I found took a little too long and was a little boring. It wasn't necessary. Like, you don't don't go to Tomb Raider to see like her go and work at like an Indian restaurant and deliver, you know, although I found the bike chase scene was fun. They could have easily cut a half hour out of that movie. Yeah, they could have. And it was two hours. And one of my complaints, she steals a kill from The Rock. Yeah, that's true. Like the movie The Rock, not not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, like the, the, the bike chase scene I thought was fun. Daniel Wu was great in it. Uh, and uh, as Mixmaster Phil pointed out, Asians never get any love from the main character if they're like supporting the character. Like he'd even... He sacrificed his life going on this fucking crazy Chinese river to get to this island. And he didn't even get a fucking, like, an acknowledgement. Like, not a hug, a kiss, <clears throat> not even a look. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. You figure at the end, we're like, oh, he's going to get a hug. He's getting nothing. Like, we were saying he's, he's going to get completely stonewalled. And he got completely fucking stonewalled. He saved her life, dragged her out of the fucking rubble, you know. Spoiler alert, he gets no love. I would have just shot the bitch right there. I'd be like, you literally nothing? Like, fuck you, man. Anyways, so no love for the Asian uh, male leads. Just like in Romeo Must Die, I think he just got like a pat in the back. So I think it sucks, man. Like, at least give the guy a fucking handy or something. I don't know at the end. All right. Uh, besides that, I mean, Vikander, I, she definitely stole the show. What was the name of the uh, antagonist again? Uh, Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins. Just that classic bad guy, evil-looking dude. If you see that guy in the store, like you're like, that's a that's a bad guy. He just was born and bred to play the antagonist and everything, and he was just a shady fucking character. But yeah, very cookie cutter story characters, you know. But it, I wasn't expecting anything else from Tomb Raider, and going in with those expectations. It did the job and I enjoyed it. So I'm going to give it a three. And uh, so if you like your big budget blockbusters with shoot 'em up and action and fast pace. And if you're a fan of Vikander, you definitely get to see a lot of her in this movie, if you know what I'm saying. And uh, well, she's not nude, but still, uh, you know, she's a beautiful woman. So if you want to check that out, check it out. Maybe a cheapy Tuesday, but um, yeah, 
It is what it is. Go in expecting that. Okay, movies coming up for the weekend of April 6th. Our first one's going to be John Cena in Blockers. Let's block those mother... I'm in. Just going through the laundry? Found these new thongs. You know I love it when the music stop, but come and strip that down for me. Tonight, I'm tearing these off with my teeth like an old school cartoon billy goat. Honey, Mitch, those are your daughters. <laughs> I'm ready. You look beautiful. I used to hold that girl in the palm of my hand. Kayla's becoming a woman. You're gonna have to deal with that. Thanks. I was looking for that. We gonna light it up like it's prom night. Dad, why are you here? You think I'm gonna miss the most important night of your young life? Isn't that graduation? Graduation is for losers. Tonight is the first night of our adult lives. I want to go to prom and lose my goddamn virginity. <laughs> prom night. It's kind of perfect. I'm in. Julie left her laptop open. You guys are snipping on our kids? All emojis have a secret meaning. Oh. Eggplants are dicks. This is some kind of a dick-related agreement. Maybe they're just saying, hey, you're okay with me. You're okay with me. I mean, maybe. What? Our girls are not thinking things through. I'm going to stop them. I'm in. I'm fully planning on having sex tonight. Wherever the night takes us. The night's gonna take us there. Wherever the wind sails our ships. Your ship is going into my harbor. <laughs> They're getting away. WWVDD. What would Vin Diesel do? Hey, Fast and the Furious is completely unrealistic. It's not a documentary, I get that. do anything for my daughter. What about a chugging contest? Bring it. No, no, we're chugging, right? <laughs> we're butt chugging. On the count of three. Oh. They got a lager or an IPA. No. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't matter. Butt oh my God. Jesus, he's spit roasting himself. Post run! Post run! Oh. oh man. A team player, or aren't you? I just chugged a 40 with my asshole. I'm a team player. That's great, man. Cena's fucking, uh, he's totally taking over that role. It's uh, so Carp, if you had to shove a uh, start doing butt chugging, nope. would it be an IPA or a lager? <laughs> would it be an IPA or a lager, Carp? Uh, lager, uh, IPA is probably a little too bitter going up my butthole. Okay, gotcha. Uh, is this a yay or nay for you, Carp? Oh, this is a hell yes. Yeah. This looks hilarious. You want to go uh, opening weekend? Uh, Possibly. Okay, let's talk offline. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yep, heavy, yeah or nay? Totally. I think the movie sounds awesome. Um, What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm, I got back from peeing. Wow, okay. Um, yeah, heavy set uh, is totally into this movie. All right. And I think might have sat on his balls. Our next... <laughs> Our next movie up uh, is, uh, what do we got? Uh, A Quiet Place looks fucking awesome. Okay. It's going to be pretty silent, the trailer, though. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, okay, so I'll give you the description. Okay, yeah, go ahead and just, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, so the quick synopsis, a family forum must navigate, navigate their lives in silence after mysterious creatures that hunt you by sound threaten their survival. If they hear you, they hunt you. Starring oh, okay. Emily Blunt and John Karinsky. 
Krasinski? Krasinski. Yeah, uh, you can yeah. say that. John, John Krasinski from The Office. Yeah, the real-life wife-husband duo. I saw the trailer, uh, so that's why I told you, because you'd be sad. This looks fucking creepy as hell, and it's got a super high tomato meter at the moment for a horror movie. Or thriller. Yeah, horror Do you movie. think this would scare the shit out of me if I were to go watch it? I don't know how much of a vagina. <laughs> no, <laughs> probably. I mean, it yeah. does look like it's got some creepy. For me, it's it was like in The Witch when that kid is, is like he does this amazing acting job and makes you feel like he's possessive. If you know this, just the absolute silence of everything with anticipation with the building, I think that would get to you. So, all right. So, uh, yeah, probably not going to go see that. Um, the kids up carp Sally, he's going to go. It's a heavy set. Yeah or nay? Yeah, I'm a nay. Oh, there, there you go. Okay. Um, so, uh, because we record every two weeks, we will now, uh, discuss movies coming out on the 13th and there's going to be a big one. Friday the 13th. Yeah. What's uh, the big one? Well, it's Rampage. That's the 20th. The 13th. Uh, according to IMDB, it is April 20th. Well, according to Box Office Mojo. Oh yeah. Well, you know what? Well, well what? Tie-breaking well, vote, you... Cinema Montreal. Let's okay, go. Go. There we go. Go. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm pulling up uh, Slickster. <laughs> yeah, I got I got April 20th on, uh, on Cinema stuff? Montreal. All right. So about... that means I've been outvoted. No, uh, what, what, what does Flickster stay heavy? Because uh, it did change. I thought. Because I thought they changed it because of Infinity War. Where are you? Let's see what Cineplex has, Cineplex has no, to say. Well, you were saying Carp 2 it was coming out in the same day as Super Troopers 2, I got, which is the 20th. I got thir- you got 13? I got 13th. That okay. is. Okay. Well, you know what? Let's just fucking play. And if it comes out that day, I suggest you check it out if you want to. Uh, I this, mean, what, what's that? We, we, had, we had the same problem with The Room. Yeah, that's true. Also, let's, let's uh, check with the Yeah, let's just fucking play it. So if you're a fan of the old NES game Rampage, this is based on... Uh, dude, Arcade. No, was it? It, it? Was, it was an NES game. It was out game. in the arcade. It was out in the arcade way before the NES. I, I, I didn't even know that. The only yeah. exposure I had was the, the NES game. This game got a fuck ton of quarters from me. Okay, so I stand corrected. Arcade, Nintendo, and I do say there was a Super Nintendo. Like, yeah, I think you're no, right. I don't know about Super Nintendo, but I didn't. I didn't say Super. I didn't say anything. I'm like I think you're right. <laughs> you're going, trying to finish. I my thought sentence. you were going to uh, go ahead. No, uh, PlayStation. I played it on PlayStation. Rampage is a 1986 arcade game by Bally Midway. Okay. It, so it was published uh, by Daddy East for the NES Arcade Master System, NES, Atari Lynx. Astrada CPC, ZX Spectrum, C64, Amiga, wow. Atari ST, Atari 2600, Atari 7800, and IBM PC. Okay, so it came out on various platforms. It was exposed to me during my NES days, but like Carp said, he spent a lot of quarters in the arcade. So it's a very well-known property back in the day. Again, the re having this old aged property, but The Rock does have draw. So let's play the trailer and then we'll find out if you guys are interested. I rescued George when he was two years old. He's not just a friend. He's family. Don't move a muscle. Are you crazy? Don't move! Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Very funny. You and I laughing at your joke. New guy, he no laugh. He cry. You can get up now. And check your diaper. Come on. Let's go. message about George, you okay? I don't know. George? It's okay. 
Is it me or is he considerably bigger? No, he's definitely bigger. I need to find someone who knows exactly what the hell this thing is. I found her. No, that's a lie. Technically, she found us. What's happening to my friend? Are you familiar with genetic editing? Changes will be incredibly unpredictable. Increased strength. George! Speed. Agility. No! Try the cells and chains that can't run. Where's George? I need to see him. He is dangerous. I think it's time for me to turn the man around. the next chapter in natural selection. Project Rampage works. You got another one of your little science experiments running around. What do you mean another one? Incoming! Of course the wolf flies. Stop, stop me. Oh, somebody stop me. Stop me, stop me. Please, somebody stop me. Stop me, stop me. Oh, somebody stop me. It's time we throw everything we can at these things and get people the hell out of that city. Let's go save the world. That's a big arm. Don't fight it. You know there are other ways of dealing with people, right? I do know that, yeah, but that's no fun. George? You okay? Ready to do this, buddy? Well, he just kind of gave it away the fact that the guy's now the the monkey's now a protagonist. Yeah, I mean the graphics look really bad. Just watching that trailer, the CGI monkey looks super CGI. Uh, the story's a little uh, sketchy. I mean, if you're going in on a cheapy Tuesday and you just want stupid violence and shooting giant monkeys, I'd say go for it. But uh, it's not in my wheelhouse, so I'm going to say a nay. Heavy set. What is your prediction for me? It is a may. It's okay. it's uh this would be a cheapy Tuesday for me or you know dollar theater maybe or just nothing else is good out and I want to use my movie pass. Which since this episode started, I look what's coming out or what's coming out this week and what's already out this right now. There's like nothing at the theater I want to go fucking see. Yeah. Either I've seen it or it's nothing. Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a um, weak box office until the, they start to ramp up for the, the summer blockbusters. Carp. It would be a nay? Dear God, no. Yeah, I thought so. It looks so bad. Oh, you know why they got monsters? Project Rampage. Bah, bah, bah. Use the name of the movie in the movie. Woo! No, it looks stu- It looks so bad. It would have been better off if they based it off the original story where a guy turned into a giant King Kong because he ate experimental vitamins. Yeah, okay. Fucking, it looks so bad. And, you know... Unless they kill him and he shrinks down to a half-naked dude who covers his crotch and skinnies away in the ah, city, I see you went there. I'm not going to be impressed. So, all right, uh, you know, there you go. Uh, another one for the 13th. This is Borg versus McEnroe. It's the perfect rivalry: the baseline player and the net rusher. Tennis in winter, Mr. Borg, how does it feel knowing you could make history if you win your fifth Wimbledon? No special feelings. Just funny, but all up. The only thing standing between Borg and that record is you. 
you and Borg are as different as two people could possibly be. Is he backstage or something? Is he like jump out of the cage or something? McEnroe is the bigger talent, but playing Borg is like being hit by a sledgehammer. Are we in the Les best. Best is right. How do you respond to McEnroe's comment from before the tournament that Borg the machine will soon break down? I'm just like uh, anybody else. I'm not a machine. No, no, the question, Jerkov, answer the question. The ball is on the line. Chuck's floor below. You don't understand what the fuck it takes to play tennis. Shut up. But people, you know, I go out there and I give everything for this game. Everything, everything in me gets left out on that fucking court, and none of you understand it because none of you do it. Borg McEnroe. So uh, you know, back in the eighties, there was this huge rivalry between the two tennis players. Shia LaBeouf looks to be playing <laughs> McEnroe, which I think is an interesting choice. Um, it's in a lot of Swedish, so I don't know how that's going to do. It's uh, interesting. It, m- it must have been produced there because uh, you wouldn't think that they would do subtitles, I- I, especially Swedish. I'm not, not a huge fan of. You'd figure they'd just do it in English with like Swedish accents. I don't know. Uh, but this reminds me of the. The F1 movie. I, what was the what was the name of it? It was between um, it was Hunt and. Are you talking about Rush? Rush, yeah. I really enjoyed Rush. Uh, it was a throwback to because I, I used to watch Formula One in the late nineties and really got into it and then just stopped watching. But it brought me back to and you, you really see how the movie brings out. Obviously, they they changed the storyline just to make it more interesting. But you know, uh, has tennis been the most interesting thing in the world? No. But McEnroe is one of those players that everybody loves because he's a shit talker. So it's kind of interesting to see the two clashes. Would it be a, a theater? Probably not. It's probably going to be either a Cheapy Tuesday for me or a Netflix. But I like these kind of docudramas, and it's a nice change of pace. So it's going to be a yay, Cheapy Tuesday. Heavy set, I'm guessing a nay. That is correct. And Carbonet as well. Uh, as the Swedes would say, niche. <laughs> niche. Um, okay, anything else? Uh, truth or dare. Truth or dare, okay. <laughs> Are you aware that Olivia is in love with your boyfriend? Hey. No, she's not. Can you stop? Uh, Penelope. Dan. Make out with Olivia. Let's get this party started. (laughs) Tight. Carter. Truth. What are your intentions with our sweet Olivia? I needed to find someone with friends that I could trick into coming here. I could tell Olivia was an easy target. I brought you all up here because I'm okay with strangers dying if it means I get to live. Wow. What the hell? The game's real. Okay, wherever you go, whatever you do, it'll find you. Okay. Yeah. Something really weird has been going on ever since Mexico. Oh, come on. I'm serious. I'm seeing things. <laughs> Truth or dare? Dare. I know it sounds insane. Just a little. This fine young lady here dared me to show you my business. Seen it before. Not impressed. Carter said, tell the truth or you die. Do the dare or you die. Refuse to play. You know what? Screw this. And you die. We're not playing the game. It's playing us. So what do we do? Only choose truth. Marky's constantly cheating on Lucas. Lucas, wait. I'm sorry. Touch me again and I'll break that hand. Truth. That's not how this works. Only game decides. 
break Olivia's hand. You have to do it. Look as pissed as I am at you right now. There's no way I'm gonna break your hand. Well, you don't really have a choice. God, just do it. This game is too smart. Half the people in this photo are now dead. We need to find what started all this. How do we get out of this game alive? You can't. It only ends when all the players are dead. And your turn's next. Dare me to choose which one of you to kill. No! Truth or dare. I mean, okay. Uh, a little bit on the cheesy side. And, you know, if this all starts from Mexico, you kind of understand why Trump wants to build that wall. Get this, keep them the fuck in there. But, and it comes off, Carp, is very jump scary. Uh, but, you know, if you're into this kind of like Final Destination stuff, which oddly enough, like I was freaking out like a little schoolgirl during those deaths, but it was entertaining. So I'm almost kind of interested on this for a cheapy Tuesday. I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's a yay. Carp, go. Oh, yeah, it looks great. It looks like a big blockbuster version of It Follows. Right. You know, where it's like... Oh well, you have to you have to pass it on. So obviously, I think the storyline's going to end up there, where they're you know whoever survives this, if they do, brings another group to Mexico, and they're all like, "Hey, you want to play Truth or Dare? All right, you're all going to die. I'm fine, yeah, suckers." Yeah. So it's a movie version of the class. <laughs> well, that's it. Follows. It was a sexually transmitted demon. Well, there you go. So um, heavy set. I'm going to say a nay. That is correct. There you go. I'm two for three. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's going to be it for this week. Let's get into our plugs and final thoughts. Go ahead to Heavy Set. Wrestling Cheers. Go check it out. Carp, what do you got? Uh, by the time you hear this, All Beer Inside, episode 25, will have recorded. Uh, we'll be having a na- the, another YouTube video of us eating food because we're gluttonous pigs. Uh, and finally, iTunes has approved the direct link yeah. to All Beer Inside. So go to allbeerinside.com. And subscribe to listen to All Beer Inside, where uh, stars stars are nice, and, and comments. And then there's our Twitter, which is at All Beer Inside. You can tweet us, and we can always talk about what you send to us. Awesome. Oh, uh, and stablewars.com. I was looking for new members. There yeah. you go. Check it out. Win DVDs. <laughs> um, yeah, so over here, hashtag OSATM if you want to get in touch with the show, oldschoolmovies2 at gmail.com. If you want to email the show, oldschoolmovies.net, the site where you can listen, download, and subscribe. Everything's there. Show notes, uh, show archive, too. If you want to check out all our old year in reviews, uh, our Batman special. Uh, we did a live commentary of The Room, all kinds of stuff. About six years of old audio archives if you want to check out the evolution of the show as well. That's going to be it for this week. This is Old School saying thank you very much for listening. In a polarized world, the next installment of the franchise all about balance and non-attachment will be worshipped, hated, and obsessed over until it's not even fun to talk about anymore. This is not going to go the way you think. Nah, we know Star Wars fans by now. Star Wars The Last Jedi Forget the love letter to the originals that was The Force Awakens, because Episode 8 subverts everything you've come to expect, making it the worst one ever. Aw, who invited the original Honest Trailer voice back? Are you really going to do the old ones are better slash new ones are better thing we did with The Force Awakens? The only way to talk about Star Wars now is in absolutes, so yes. Kinda Sithy of you, but fine. Making Last Jedi a refreshing update to a predictable formula that spits in the face of everything you once loved. Whiner. Traitor. 
Kirby, the new class of heroes coming into their own, like Rey, who after being called by Luke's lightsaber, is called by the Jedi text, called by a big wet hole, and called by her greatest frenemy. Yet still gets zero answers to any of her questions. I thought I'd find answers here. I was wrong. Poe, who grows from a hotshot sexy pilot to a treasonous failure with more blood on his hands than the Empire. First Order, same difference. And Finn, who went from a deserter running away from the war to a deserter running away from the war. With the help of newcomer Rose, he'll learn to put the greater good above himself thanks to a pointless side quest to Casino Royale because how dare they spend 15 minutes connecting the action to a larger theme. The larger theme being, is it possible to miss pod racing? I didn't think so, but here we are. But forget about the butthurt fanboys who are just mad the movie isn't closer to the one they wrote in their heads. Hey! Because they're still all the old favorites like Leia, a battle-hardened general trying to keep the spark of hope alive. And she's in a coma. Chewbacca, who gets nothing to do. And Luke Skywalker, who after sad old Han and sad old Leia really drives home how your heroes are all sad and old now. He's turned his back on the franchise after watching the prequels. The legacy of the Jedi is failed. And not even reruns of A New Hope can change his mind. It was a cheap move. Because what Star Wars fans really needed was to see their idol throw his lightsaber away like it was some kind of joke. And Star Wars is not a joke to me. Yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you about- Ryan Johnson ruined my childhood like he ruined the laws of space battle. There are no laws to space battle. There should be. Luke isn't the only Skywalker who has issues with the franchise. Kylo Ren is back, and he's demanding a full reboot. Let the past die. Kill it, if you have to. When he doesn't look like he's about to cry, which is always. Watch as he ditches the Vader fanboy act, the Mighty Duck mask, and his shirt. Ooh, hey, you distracted me on purpose. Too late, moving on. Get ready for truly unexpected answers to the puzzles of Episode 7. That can only be answered by asking, what are the most disappointing answers to the puzzles of Episode 7? Like who are Ray's parents? Nobody. Who is Snoke? Some dead guy. And how did Maz Kanata get Luke's lightsaber? It doesn't matter and you're stupid for asking. That after all the hours of speculation and analysis was genuinely exhilarating. Insulting. Whoa, how do we keep from a certain point of viewing each other? Yeah, we're both pretty big Star Wars nerds, huh? So gear up for the most divisive Star Wars film ever made. Where Ryan Johnson either doesn't understand the lore, or he made the first Star Wars movie that lives up to the values it preaches, instead of endorsing royal bloodlines and reckless aggression. Okay, enough division. Let's say our favorite things about it on the count of three. One, two, three. Rain, Rain Kylo, Kylo team, team up to fight, to fight the Praetorian Guard. guard. Puppet Yoda, Yoda hitting Luke with a stick. Porks. Wait, really? Yeah, I'll own it. Okay, now, least favorite. Holdo not telling anyone her plan. I get knocking Poe down a peg, but come on. They're taking shuttles to a fort. Why make everyone think they're gonna die? I can't argue with that, though I'm sure people will. Should we do this again for Solo? Nah. nah I'm not gonna see that crap. Starring. Half the Star Wars fan base. Salt. Blu-ray. Luke Teatmilker. Carrie Poppins. Finn the Human. 
I've been kissed by a rose on the brain. Kai so serious. Snope. Give me the carking keys, you carking nerf herder. Short round. Pew. Brian of Dorth. Hucks to be you. <laughs> and redemption for Star Wars Kid. Star Wars, the last one you'll pay to see. Until the next one comes out. Maybe. It is time for my fandom to end. Did you hear JJ finish the script for episode 9? My fandom is back. Temporarily. And so that's be it for this week. This is old school thing. 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 It's old school. Uh, just driving home. Just want to tell you. God bless you, brother. That's it. Love you. Bye.